Welcome to the Sports the Show. I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with and Dr. Jim. And as always, from a special location in the heart of sports bets in America, Las Vegas, Malcolm. Mm. Uh, Malcolm Marzet. Good, good to see y'all, man. How are y'all doing? I'm doing What's good. Up, Malcolm? Malcolm's out good. in Sin City doing some. You know, my girlfriend <laughs> had a, a baking, a cake artist convention. Shout so, out. Uh, I, I drove her there. Shout um, out to Cool and, Calm Cakes. If you haven't and, checked it, check it. Yeah, it's big time. And um, I decided to just chill out here, mm-hmm. you know, chaperone See? a bit. <laughs> take, in, take it yeah. in. But it's actually, honestly, it is pretty uh, cold and windy out here. Oh, yeah. Like it six, gets, in the 60s. In the it 60s. gets windy in the day. But um, good to see y'all, man. We had a lot of action today. It's oh, yeah. Today. Well, we are very happy to see you, Malcolm. I'm happy you were able to uh, record remotely. Uh, but mm-hmm. we had a big day today. Uh, today was the NBA trade deadline. And boy, did we have some trades. Uh, we had, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 17 overall trades. Uh, just a lot of moves being made in the NBA. There's still currently a lot of moving parts. We have the buyout market coming soon uh, where you have a couple of different players, particularly Marcus Aldrich and Andre Drummond. Uh, being bought out from their respective teams. We're going to see where that lands everyone um, probably towards the end of the week in terms of final rosters really before the playoff push at the end of the season. Uh, But I am going to uh, go a little bit more in depth into my Miami Heat later in the show since they, I think, were probably, uh, I think most people can agree, the big winner from today in the trade movements happening along the NBA, but there were a lot of nuanced trades and a lot of trades that kind of went under the radar, I believe, in terms of potentially making ways, if not this year, maybe next year in some team developments, team developmental systems that we're seeing happen right now for potentially non-competitive teams in the playoffs. But I want to throw to Tiny first. Uh, Tiny, your Wizards weren't huge in the uh, trade deadline in terms of making moves or anything of that nature. Uh, but you do you do still have a chance for Washington to potentially make an eight seed. Anything's possible in the East. Um, but how did you feel about the day of the trade deadline? How did you feel about kind of just the atmosphere leading up this? And do you think that there were really any league shifting trades made today or was it more bolstering rosters uh, for teams that are already kind of in the competition, in the uh, talks for the championship? Um, so yeah, uh, you're right. Just kind of like the typical trade deadline where the teams that aren't in it um, plan for the future. I saw not my team do some things, but I saw a fun mm-hmm. stat about Oklahoma City having like a million uh, draft picks over the next seven years. So that's yeah. an example of <laughs> that's an example of what you, what you do when you can't make it, but I'm focusing more on the things I saw today and also just an overall thing. Um, so today what I saw is two kind of middle middle of the standings teams. I don't want to say middle of the pack, but teams that 
if they improve, they can make a run at it. Um, and of course Miami and, um, also Denver, um, yeah. doing kind of like not blockbuster moves, but, uh, you know, Miami getting Oladipo, you add a great defender, athlete mm-hmm. scorer. Um, you're going to elaborate more on it later, but I, my oh, only yes. thing I, I really hope is that he fits in that locker room and kind of knows his role there as a guy they brought in on an expiring contract, but mm-hmm. a guy that everyone respects. So I think it'll, it'll work out good for you guys. But again, that's, that's a currently, you know, in a really tight race, in like a five seed right now, mm-hmm. um, technically. So that, um, and then the version of that same idea is Denver out West who gets Aaron Gordon, who, um, just takes some, in my opinion, just takes some load of the work off, uh, Jokic is his main thing. Like he doesn't even really have to score. He has to defend, do what he does and just kind of fit into a team that already got it's, it's big time players lined up. So mm-hmm. maybe they make a push out West because of that. And then, uh, my kind of really stories of front runners is I think Philly not trading Simmons was actually kind of a, a little kind of under talked about story because a lot of people thought he would go to the Rockets but like yep. them not trading them while they're in first place might actually be a good move you know don't don't try to break what's uh, giving you a number one seed in the east um, a highly contested one seed but you're right there so I like that they kind of shied away from that uh, mm-hmm. potential move and then real quick the Clippers getting around to yeah yeah that's uh, hilarious he's going back he to LA to, he's going back to LA it's funny and also he knows how to win championship so Mm -hmm. i don't need to elaborate on his game we've all seen it Mm -hmm. uh but yeah that's my takeaway from that trading period that's a very good upgrade he's Um, definitely he's definitely a uh you know a much welcomed addition in terms of mental fortitude for that clippers team with quote unquote playoff p and uh you know i think we forget about just how impressive rondo is in the nba playoffs uh, almost every time he's in them. So I think definitely Tiny, that is probably one of the more unique and underrated moves from the trade period today uh, leading up to the deadline. And I mean, Rondo still, you know, in terms of handles, Rondo's not going to put, you know, 20 on the boards any night. He's not going to get, you know, the well, he box. he didn't when they won it. You know, he was just, he was he's a, an he was amazing a uh, defender and balls distributor and mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, his ability to prevent turnovers from really happening on the offensive end uh, makes him invaluable wherever he is. And it's nice to see him go and uh, go somewhere that has a championship chance. Uh, whether and that's happening, we'll see. He's not afraid of the moment is my main point, honestly. Like, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Put him in um, on the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, can I, can I talk about the dude that um, <laughs> went to Atlanta? For, for Rhonda? Lou Williams, yeah, his hometown kid yeah. going back to ATL. I, mean, I have a very special attachment <laughs> to this kid because um, he's only a few years younger than us. Um, mm-hmm. And... I was I was still in high school actually when um, he was coming up through the you know Georgia high school system and so I remember one night my high school Collins Hill was going down to play his high school South Cornette and uh, Mike Vick was there just like sitting on the on the baseline classic Mike ha- Vick. Yeah. Uh, this is Jim's turn by the yes, way yes this is the, yeah. we are into Jim's segment uh, but continue Jim just in case <laughs> yeah, the so I'll bring us I'll bring us back just you know, in okay. case the people 
people no. weren't aware. Thank you, Tiny, for yeah, yeah. verbalizing the transition. <laughs> Had to be um, but uh, yeah, Mike Vick, like Mike Vick was there, and um, Lou Williams was just like throwing up alley oops, like uh, like nothing. Uh, his ability to assist is is very very good, and uh, he's he's nimble. So if he sees a line uh, at the rack uh, yes. with nobody in front of it, oh go. Well, and that's all I would say about Lou. Well, Will. good. That's, that's very good, Doctor Jim. Do you want to throw any Trey Young comments in there before we move on to Malcolm? I feel I'm like you have something Trey Young to say, or your or a Hawks thing, or some random Atlanta Braves statistic. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, uh, oh wait, Acuna, oh, he, keep, he keeps like destroying home runs every day. Well, that's not a statistic. That's just a average. <laughs> You know, good, good job, Dr. Jim. We'll get you back on the lines. We got we've got you for some lines before the end of the night. Malcolm's in Vegas. He's going to need some good lines uh, yes. from Dr. We'll, Jim's we'll analysis. But uh, Malcolm, uh, you're out in Vegas. You saw what happened today. I'm sure you saw it coming across on a Vegas ticker in the sports betting parlor. Uh, okay. What okay. Uh, <laughs> what what did you think of the overall? all day in terms of just the volume of trades that we saw? And do you really see anything that kind of shifted the uh, needle in the NBA one way or the other? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I saw three in particular trades. Um, the only thing I'll say with Oladipo in Miami, other than we, we've seen him in Indiana, mm-hmm. and he was a Donovan Mitchell-like, a D-Wade athletic-type guard back then. We he had all hope. Out of, and we he all had hope. Out of Indiana, out of uh, the Pacers, and on uh, where he is now, but uh, Pat Riley does it again. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, do your research. Um, next, I like this Aaron Gordon um, pickup. He went to U of A, followed him all throughout there, his career there, and um, when he went to Orlando, I thought I felt it was similar to the Shaq situation, like get him out of Orlando yeah. quickly. Yeah. And um, with Tiny, I think he is going to have to do a lot in Denver because he's going to have to defend the Anthony Davis of the world and the Nergics of the world, and also he's going to have to score too. Um, they're not just bringing him in for uh, to just be supplement to um, the jokers. Um, I, I like it, but um, it makes the Suns. It kind of gets claustrophobic out here in the West. I, I see a lot of movement, and I was like, "Dang, what, what are we going to do?" But I, I love the way CP3 and Booker are playing, so well, I feel comfortable with that. I'm content. And, before- and uh, the last thing is Vujovic in Chicago, man. I like the Bulls making moves because yeah. they're they're um, a team in the East that uh, I kind of have. As a surprise. Well, so that's what I saw for today. Well, I also want to ask you about a trade that was potentially going to happen but didn't happen. Uh, there mm-hmm. were a lot of suitors for Alonzo Ball uh, and, Kyle coming, Lowry. and Kyle Lowry. Yeah. How do you Whoa. feel about both of those players? But I know we've you've been kind of Ball. the guy with Lonzo Ball in yeah. terms of all of our years on this show talking about his development from college. Absolutely. How do you feel about him staying? in New Orleans for the rest of the season. And also, uh, you brought up Kyle Lowry. I want to get your opinion on him as well. With- I think both of those are, well, Kyle Lowry more of the scoring dominant point guard, but still can assist. But I mm-hmm. think Lonzo is just a, a walking double-double. And, okay. And rebounds and assists in particular um, in the right system. Like if you were on Denver or if you're on Portland or even in Miami, if you're on Miami and he has athletic other 
shooting guards and small forwards like him and Bam or him and Jimmy. Yeah. Those three would it would just be unstoppable. Um, I think he's kind of wasting away in a smaller market in New Orleans, even though I, I was hesitant on Zion Williams initially, mm-hmm. and I still I still yet to be determined. But I think if Lonzo is able to somehow link in Charlotte, potentially link with another two, I, I think even going to Brooklyn or something like that. So you think Lonzo could play with his brother in Charlotte? Either that, or he could play in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. or he could play with the Knicks too. I think uh, okay. him in a, in a larger market will do well. I think they rushed it a little bit, um, him kicking him out of LA mm-hmm. with the Lakers, because uh, I would have rather kept him than uh, Kyle yeah. Kuzma personally. Well, real quick before I dive into all things Miami, uh, mm-hmm. how do you feel um, about the unfortunate injury for LaMelo uh, Ball oh, yeah, in Charlotte? Do you think that the mm-hmm. Hornets have any chance moving forward in the playoffs without him? No. Okay. No. Without no. him, yeah. I, I think we it. all agree that on that. I think that we can it. all agree on that. Terry Rozier, even though he's experienced, he cannot put the whole weight on his back. Um, and I don't I don't trust the rest of the team without LaMelo. It seems like he was the energy. And when yeah. you have a point guard, and uh, it's, I'll attest to Chris Paul, everything changes. When you have an excellent yeah. point guard that can move the ball, distribute the ball, and keep everybody mm-hmm. Team defensively, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. changes. So uh, yeah, that's well, why I'm so content with the Suns. I'm like, we have Chris Paul. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm well, cool. it, it's great. Is you know that's a good transition point talking about Chris mm-hmm. Paul because I think that was the big trade buzz uh, for Kyle Lowry. Could he be a Chris <laughs> Paul type player in terms of Washington. leadership? That would have been uh, nice. to see Chris Paul go on a team of Philadelphia. Philly a Miami nice for Laurie or even to the Lakers. You know, those, Lakers, all of yeah. those destinations would have been perfect fix for Kyle Lowry with a Toronto team that uh, yes. was pretty much in kind of a fire sale mode uh, during this trade period. But he didn't get also, traded. Um, what, but I was just going to say, I really like uh, Toronto's GM too. I mean, so Masai Uri. I kind of trust, trust this. <laughs> That Lowry was on the market and he stood his ground and mm-hmm. held on to him. I think uh, we were, we might know that, may not know the inner workings of those conversations, but. <laughs> Him to hold off on that asset means no one came with enough for him. And right. that guy, that dude mm-hmm. has been an amazing GM uh, in Toronto's kind of new prominence in the league. So I trust the move is my thing. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's you good. Know what I'm saying like that guy's good. Yeah. He is very similar in his tactics as a GM to a Pat Riley or even a Jerry West along what Mitch they're Kupchak doing. Mitch, well. Mitch Kupchak to a degree in his heyday but in just terms of consistency so far, I could see him as, you know, when we talk about amazing GMs of our lifetime, you know, the top ones that really come to mind are Pat Riley, uh, Jerry West. And Jerry West. And that's, that's it. you know, that's, that's, that's the top one. Yeah, and two. Like Danny yeah, Ainge, you know, to a degree, but he had an awful years with Phoenix, but you know, <laughs> but you know, um, Riley no, and I Jerry West Pat, have that long. I think you have a point. Like in the NBA, we can't, 
can't identify good mm-hmm. GMs. Whereas like in the NFL, um, basically the same number of teams. So it's like, yeah, everybody oh, yeah. is bad. Yep. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's, 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 you know, in the NBA, when you see one, you know, you see one. And, that, yeah. and that's why I'm saying he's somebody that's going to be uh, keeping Toronto around for as long as they I have him. So. Yeah. I, but what I were you saying, Tiny? Uh, the only like other, I don't even know who was in charge, but if it was Popovich or whoever mm-hmm. else down in San Antonio for a well, while. Yeah, in San Antonio, definitely. Whoever was in charge down there, Jesus, they they know how to build a roster. That was a good yeah, yeah. Definitely. And later in the show, too, uh, you probably covered this, but uh, with Elgin Baylor being uh, executive. Yeah, he was an executive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And under mm-hmm. Donald Sterling, too. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're <laughs> going to... executive of the year. Yeah. We're going that's to, uh, <laughs> well, we'll get that next. Yeah. yeah, that's real no, complicated. We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that uh, shortly in the show, but uh, back to the trade deadline. The Heat at the yes. trade deadline. Uh, leading up to the day, they uh, added Trevor Ariza, uh, moved some other assets, first round picks, uh, and a few players along the lines of uh, Chris Silva, and I believe they uh, may have moved Precious Achua. I may be mistaken on that one for... Uh, Gamecocks, yep. Chris Silva. For uh, Nemanja Belich, I believe his mm-hmm. name is. Uh, and mm-hmm. also, like I just said, Trevor Ariza to free up space to add potentially Kyle Lowry if the trade they offered went through. Uh, they were not willing to budge and move Tyler Hero, uh, which Tiny and I uh, talking on the phone, uh, Tiny said he felt that uh, Tyler Hero would be a good enough asset. Uh, you know, you, you don't need Kyle Lowry for that. I kind of felt that, you know, just the option of getting Lowry here and now, I think that could have led him to kind of be the Chris Paul presence we may have needed for a deeper playoff run. I do love Tyler Hero's uh, potential going it forward into the future. He has regressed a little bit in his play compared to what he played in the bubble. So, you know, that's always a little worrisome, uh, especially as a Heat fan, seeing people like Justice Wilson and people uh, really have short runs of strong careers. I think, you know, by any means, Hero's going to be a better player than Justin Wilson uh, or Justice Wilson. Winslow. 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 Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Justice. uh, He he hasn't been on the Mm -hmm. Heat for two years. It feels like a lifetime ago, but I think Justice Winslow is 84 years old. Yes, I think that, you know, Hero's going to be... (laughs) But he might might be close to retire. But But, he's a step away from the D-League. But Hero definitely is going to be a strong player moving forward. But what is really impressive to me is getting Oladipo from Houston only for Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley and not even losing a first round pick over it. You still kept Hero and Duncan Robinson. You have strong role players. You now have Oladipo uh, coming in. I don't have to root for Kelly Olenek ever again. Tiny, I never have to say anything nice about that fucker ever again. I hate Kelly Olenek. He's been with Miami so hard. He played so hard for Miami. I don't care about him. I don't care about him. (laughs) He's a shitty shithead. I 
hated him in Boston. He pulled dislocating. He's out here <laughs> dislocating arms and Stolers. shit. But uh, no, I, th- I think Ariz is a, an excellent addition to the lineup. He has strong athletic abilities and he's just a really good energy guy. You know, we still have Iguodala. We still have Bam. We still have Duncan Robinson. We still have Tyler Hero. Adding Oladipo uh, along with how well Kendrick Nunn's playing. I mean, you can watch the game that's happening right now. Kendrick Nunn's been playing well and he's been playing well as of late. Uh, the Heat have kind of a... Uh, and you have you Jimmy know, Butler. Don't and forget. Jimmy Butler, he goes without saying, <laughs> but Jimmy and potentially getting the buyout uh, addition of LaMarcus Aldrich, who was bought out today, uh, I believe. By the he, Spurs, yeah. Yes, Spurs it was by out. the Spurs, but I think it was for around $5 million. Uh, but Adrian Wojnarowski uh, reported that so that uh, he also reported that the Heat are the front runner for the uh, by, for the signing of LaMarcus Aldrich once he has been bought out. So if you get LaMarcus Aldrich, Victor Oladipo, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, you know, that's you got a pretty good squad there. And then you have Kendrick Dunn and other players potentially uh, coming in and filling roles. I think that the Heat have moved well into a top three contender in the East among the 76ers, who I think right now are the favorite uh, just because well, of... I have a big question. Sure. And that's where the big question comes yeah. in. You're Philly's GM. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like lean towards Tiny because I don't want you to put you in that... Uh, you mean Daryl Morey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you creating a bidding war for LaMarcus Aldridge? Like, Tiny, if you're if you're a 76 Phillies GM, what, what do you give up for LaMarcus Aldridge? Because you don't want him to go to Miami. He was balled out. Yeah. For, Are you just going to let him go to he, Miami and then roll the dice in the play? LaMarcus Aldridge was balled out for $5.8 million from the Spurs. Well, but you're gonna be, you're gonna have to start a bidding war now because Miami's mm-hmm. gonna put up their money, and I'm sure there's gonna be other suitors. This is a question. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, the Sixers, the fit for Lamarcus on the Sixers might be pretty good to sell the is or, Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I would definitely put up a front for it, and mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I would probably hope that someone else tried to come after Lamarcus as well. Based on that, I don't know if I love Lamarcus on Philly, but uh, if that's what it takes to keep him away from Miami. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just, I think just, that, thought, just a thought. Well, so yeah, but, no, that, that's a really thought. intriguing okay. question. I but Philadelphia I really angle yet. But Philadelphia also doesn't have the cap space to make that mm-hmm. move under the cap. Whereas mm-hmm. Miami had ample cap room trying to sign Giannis this offseason if he didn't do the max deal, which he did. So Giannis is off the table. But all of these players they're signing and trading for Victor Oladipo. That's a one-year deal. You got Duncan Robinson running out of his rookie contract from Miami. You've got LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't know about Duncan Robinson. Who they'll sign to a one-year deal. Uh, mm-hmm. All of these players are in the works to potentially move on, alleviate cap space for the big free agents this year that could potentially include Kawhi Leonard. That's a different well, story. That, but I mean, crazy. that's that's something that... Okay, so... And that's what the Heat are good at, is making <laughs> that... Riley does move. it again. Well, I mean, Pat Riley does are, it again. You know, the, the Knicks kind of do that, but um, the Knicks can't what, get a good free agent to save their life. Julius Randle is a unicorn, and they better treat him like one. Well, but they also don't draft well. Yeah, but um, what I'm thinking is like, okay, <laughs> if 
if they're trying to, you know, establish like some kind of parity in the NBA, but what are these teams doing exactly? Like nobody seems to like be grabbing at that, you know, that big dream, right? You know, like the LeBron thing two years ago, like. Oh, you mean what Miami started? (laughs) No, it's just that I feel like everybody's just like kind of shuffling things around, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm excited that Lou Williams is in Atlanta because I like him. But what is the long term? Exactly. What's the the end goal? Yeah, yeah, nothing changes. (laughs) You know, the numbers are always going to be. Well, those are those are lower (laughs) tiered teams. There's a lot of Atlanta fired their coach. So like, but there's a lot of financial issues in the works for lower teams teams and we've talked about I think Jim, you know I being think Utah point is there was there wasn't like a league changing move let's say yeah. like there wasn't a giant blockbuster trade is I think what Jim is kind of talking but I mean, about there wasn't, yeah, I think, no, no, that's exactly what I was but like, there think, wasn't really yeah, anything go on, go on, to please. be up for that and I think also true also in terms true, of yeah. superstar like name recognition it's like yeah you, d- you didn't have that but most years you don't and a lot of years you see you you see those role players coming on to teams at the trade deadline potentially push them forward um you know seeing well i think that hold on hold on on. i I think that tiny has actually a better (laughs) response to this because he's a john wall fan and yeah he has witnessed like a lot of um nba what grotesquerie violence i don't know what but i agree well well it's you know it's just with the NBA, I mean, there's clearly a, you know, tiered position of GM leadership in the NBA hierarchy. I mean, there's a few GMs that can really make things happen. And then there's some people that just have no clue what they're doing and they're not going to be around for long. Um, you know, it, it is, however, uh, just with the, the the moves being made with the also the Heat Trailblazers games now at 121 19 with 33 seconds left to go. 22 <laughs> lead changes, yeah. seven ties. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. great. But you, uh, you know, you have potential in this buyout market uh, to see Andre Drummond move. That's who I wanted to see move. He could potentially end up with the Lakers. He could potentially end up with the 76ers. There's talk that he could end up with the Nets. You know, there's a lot oh, of... For fuck's sake. There's a lot of potential... Crazy if he ended up, they'd be the monsters for real. Well, yeah, like actually, seriously, <laughs> from New Jersey. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, anti LeBron. And you know, the 76ers Jesus. got their veteran point guard in George Hill, also league. Uh, yeah. That's true. So I, mean, true. I saw that today. I, was, I mm-hmm. like that. I love George Hill. That's so, you know, there's a solid piece. Although there's nothing in terms of a Shaq like trade deadline trade or anything of that nature today, you have seen teams bolster rosters, particularly teams at the top. You've seen uh, some teams just all out say they're playing for next year. Uh, You know, the Celtics moving uh, some different players around. You see Daniel giving away draft picks, future draft picks. Daniel Thies and Javante Green getting traded to Chicago Bulls. Uh, 
uh, for Evan Fournier. Uh, so you have a lot of different uh, kind of, I feel like different vibes, I'll say for lack of a better word right now, uh, going on for different teams in the NBA. But particular, I think today you really saw uh, the top get better and you saw more of a divide in the league between the top and the bottom. And we'll see if that has a great impact in the playoffs. I think Miami's going to have a strong team and probably enter around a three seed. I still think that in a regular season kind of finishing the year strong, you're going to get a Bucks and Nets team ahead of us. I think the Sixers, I just do not see the Sixers. Uh, it's weird. They just alive. won't die, Pat. They're just lingering around. But, you know, you have you have the Bucks on an eight game win streak right now. Getting no playing respect. Amazing. They uh, added P.J. Tucker as well. You know, the Heat had a uh-huh. very hot uh-huh. streak, but you've got the Nets who have, uh, you know, one of the highest scoring point per game averages and one of the worst uh-huh. defensive averages in the history of basketball. So it's it's going to be Thank fun you, to Kyrie watch Irving. the East at the end. I think <laughs> in the West, uh, you know, just to give my kind of final thought on the trade deadline, you know, you didn't see a ton of huge moves in the West. The Nuggets kind of reassured themselves up. The Jazz are still, I think, one yeah, of the most the underrated talk, teams in the, the West. Momentum for the They're Jazz good. is growing. And I think the Jazz are really the only small market team right now that I have faith in going deeper in the playoffs because the Jazz did add a few kind of no-name players to just continue their endless line of three-point shooters, which in the well, West could knock out a, you know, limping Los Angeles Lakers team potentially if you see injury come back up for some of these people. And that's all you need is an opportunity. Jim, I, I want to make say? one more point. Um, I think that the uh, that the East Conference actually benefited way more than West. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think the West is, you know, across the board stronger. The West is the best. Yeah, but I think that, um, yeah, the East, uh, they, they got a lot of weapons, uh, a lot of young players that are super good and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would not, uh, if you're a better, I, <laughs> I would I, I would bet the East to cover every time they face a West yeah, well, you know, it's it's going to be interesting watching everything go down, uh, but we're going to keep our eyes on the NBA moving forward. Uh, next week, we may have some potential NBA story if something big creeps up, but most likely it'll be more along the lines of a focus on college basketball. Uh, but to uh, close the show with a uh, off topic with Tiny, we're going to do something Something a little bit more on topic this week. Uh, as we, we have to do this every month. <laughs> as we lost, unfortunately, a amazing NBA legend, an amazing college basketball legend, an amazing figure in basketball uh, overall, Elgin Baylor, uh, most famous for playing with the Los Angeles Lakers, never officially won a championship with them on the court. He retired literally the year they won their championship after uh, going up and losing against Bill Russell for uh, the better part of a decade. Unfortunately,
recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but that'll do it to you. But Elgin Bra- Baylor was truly the uh, precursor and the mold for players like LeBron James today. Uh, even a Magic Johnson esque style player in terms of his passing ability, his size, speed, skill, and grace. Elgin Baylor was truly ahead of his time. Uh, but I will speak about him a little bit more after Tiny gets done uh, diving into uh, his history, his legacy a bit more. Uh, so I will go ahead and give the floor to Tiny. Tiny, uh, what do you have for us on Elgin Baylor tonight? Yeah. So for many listeners of ours that don't know all the details, yeah, oh, real quick, Elgin Baylor was actually born in D.C. Um, in September of 1934. Uh, some of our listeners might know where he went to high school. It was Spring Iron High School. Um, and I thought this is really interesting. I did not know this. He was the number one overall pick out of University of Idaho. Um, hmm. That's where he went to college, actually. Uh, but yeah, he was he was famously a Laker. He was NBA first team nine times. Um, this is really impressive. Uh, in his 13-year career, he averaged 27.4 points points per game and 13.5 rebounds. So um, that's some like factual basis to back up what Pat said, where yeah, yeah. he was kind of that first like super physical, super skilled, super athletic kind of, they call him a three, but he plays everywhere mm-hmm. uh, type guy. Um, another example of that, one of the biggest games in history was on November 18th. He uh, scored 71 points and pulled down 25 rebounds in one game. Um, that's a huge game, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh, again, alluding to what how Pat intrude it, you know, the legacy people know, especially a lot of other people our age and probably most of our listeners is a battle between the 80s Lakers and Celtics with, you know, mm-hmm. Bird, McHale, Parrish. On the other side, you got Magic, Worthy, and Aging Kareem. Yeah. But in the 60s, actually, is where this rivalry, rivalry famously started. Uh, they faced off in the championship six times in the 60s, um, as opposed to three times in the 80s. Um, the Celtics dominated all those. But yeah, mm-hmm. with uh, Bill Russell, Havlicek, Sam Jens, they really kind of did a number on some legends, though. Uh, the team Elgin Baylor was a part of also included the likes of Jerry West and Gail Goodrich and uh, Elgin and Jerry actually both were great executives in the NBA um, with mm-hmm. the, which is worth a mention to how great they were and how legendary they were um, so yeah R.I.P. Elgin Baylor um, definitely didn't get to see him much but if anyone else wants to say anything about his legacy feel free yeah he uh, you know I remember my last time seeing him on television was he was on the jump uh, on ESPN and they were asking him this was right before the pandemic started last year they were asking him what his uh, most exciting player he felt uh, like was to watch uh, right now and he said he was most excited he kind of casually said LeBron he was like you know LeBron can do everything da 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 and then he was like but Stephen Curry he said when he's healthy he said he's just the most amazing player to see he said I couldn't imagine anyone ever doing what he's doing so you know that's a really interesting insight kind of a jewel to get uh, from you know someone passing over to the other side Uh, they're telling you from the perspective of someone that was one of the most influential players ever to play the game uh, you know a true legend before his time he's telling you Stephen Curry something he never thought he'd see and it blows him away you know that can only tell you how great that player truly is and how 
how we're all lucky to see someone like that in our lifetime at the moment. Uh, but Elgin Baylor, you know, he had a tick when he would go down the court, kind of, I think he'd have a head nod almost. It was like a head shake and he faked people out. He had skills with the ball that no one had seen really before. It was like he and Oscar Robertson were, you know, just so ahead of their time and playing. Jerry West was amazing. Of course, he's the logo. Uh, You know, Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell were gods and you had, you know, an an amazing amount of players. You mentioned Doug Jones, Havlicek, uh, Kuzi before that, so on and so forth. But you really see the true evolution of the game, uh, you know, 30 years ahead of its time with Elgin Baylor. Uh, But Malcolm, I think you had something you wanted to say about him uh, in his past. (laughs) Yeah, like uh, I I don't want to focus, I guess, too much as as what he did as a player because it was immaculate. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a bit underpaid after like when I looked it up, he was like getting paid like 20K a year and he was a rookie of the year coming in first overall pick. But um, I I mostly, my dad, well, I asked my dad about him. He mostly remembers him for the New Orleans Jazz um, coaching. So in the 70s. Um, So that was interesting because I just always like when the Jazz was in New Orleans. But him as an executive, I that's when I see him. Yeah. And um, him getting executive of the year 06 is crazy working under Donald Sterling, but then also filing uh, employment discrimination lawsuits under race mm-hmm. and age bias are all like telling. And um, he's claiming he's still getting underpaid. So underpaid as a player, underpaid as an executive, possibly underpaid as a coach, but definitely one of the legends um, of this game. And it's sad to see another person go like that. That's just thorough. You know, everything yeah. he went to, um, you know, all of our serious, serious legends that went through the 70s mm-hmm. are just on a whole different um, level when it comes to how, how much they're revered to me because mm-hmm. of what they had to do on and off the court as well as in some of the boardrooms back then. Um, today would be a cakewalk, but, um, you know, sad to see him go, man. Definitely. Yeah. Sad to see him go. So I said to see a legend pass, uh, mm-hmm. but we will uh, have, you know, more NBA action for you guys coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. As always, uh, the college game marches on. We've got March Madness uh, coming to a home near you relatively soon. It's starting back up, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tiny, is it tomorrow it starts? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So it is tomorrow from the day the show will be released. So I was right. I'm just right in the sense of a, you know, different time period. <laughs> it's, yeah, this it's, dr- oh, it will be something. tomorrow for you, future That's, person. Here's, Here's something interesting, Pat. That's how time uh, works, Tiny. Elgin no, Baylor, really Baylor won their first playoff series with the Clippers in 1976 when the franchise was located in Buffalo, Buffalo. New York. Yep. And they were the Buffalo Braves. Yep. There's a segue wow. if you need one. Well, that is a great segue. <laughs> Thank you, Malcolm, to uh, our quick final segment, which is going to be a new reoccurring segment on the show where we discuss a new up-and-coming album released recently that is just making waves across both hip-hop and even the sports world with people like LeBron James and other high-profile athletes, particularly in the NBA. Uh, Of course, I'm talking about Buffalo's own Benny the Butcher uh, with his most recent album, The Plugs I Met, Volume 2, featuring a full production slate from the one, the only Harry Fraud, 
episode. Uh, you've heard many of Benny the Butcher's songs at the end of this show. If you stick around after the show for the music itself, because this is the sports, the show where hip hop and sports meet. We've played tons of Benny the Butcher. We've played tons of Harry Fraud. Harry Fraud's produced people from the likes of Currency, French Montana, uh, Freddie Gibbs every now and then, and Benny the Butcher, the latest, Jim Jones, a ton of just a ton of people. Uh, Malcolm, we've listened to both of these artists for years now. We really got on to Benny the Butcher uh, around the time that West Side Gun started to become popular and the Griselda movement in general. Griselda is one of the biggest movements of hip hop in sports today, seizing the Buffalo Bills uh, playoff run, making a lot of merch, making a lot of connections through that. Benny the Butcher has been on Jalen and Jacob. He's been on Jesus and Mary. He's been hitting the rounds recently. How do you feel about Benny the Butcher's rise right now and his connection in sports to the point that LeBron James tweeted out, Benny Benny the Butcher is one of the only artists I wait for to make for his drop. Anytime he drops something new, I'm pumping it. And how do you feel about kind of the mixing that we're seeing again from a new hip hop collective like we did from Wu-Tang in the past with the boxing game and do in the NFL. How do you feel about that right now, what we're seeing going on with Griselda and Mm -hmm. the NBA and the NFL? Well, man, if you're a fan of hip-hop music, especially in that genre, then you understand its direct parallel to how some of these music conglomerates are connected. They're similar to the franchises that are in the city. Mm -hmm. So you have a cross-pollinization between some of these executives, some of these players being from certain cities. Um, Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant connecting with Wale. That happened before way back in the day to LeBron James, Jay-Z, um, Allen Iverson, Jada Kiss. You have, and that's basketball, but also yeah. even in baseball, sometimes even in soccer um, and in NFL football as well. You have this cross connection. Um, some of their songs are usually played in the stadiums. It's something that gets you hyped up and turned up even when you're pregame in the game. It's it's the culture that's uh, the lifeline of the game. It's You cannot pull the culture out of sports. Like um, even back in the day is when it was segregated, there still was, even in Negro Leagues, there still was that element of a culture on the playing mm-hmm. field. So, um, I'm glad we had this segment to open it up and Griselda yeah. is eerily similar to Buffalo. Around the same time you're talking about the Buffalo Bills and people are laughing at you, that's the same time you're talking about Griselda and people in the hip hop mm-hmm. are laughing at them. So, when you fast forward four years, they put in the work yeah. and now they're in the AFC Championship game. Well, never um, forget they had the song yeah. Rex Ryan on West Side Guns uh, series that he did. I think it was his uh, own steroids album he had. He had the Rex Ryan track. And you had uh, <laughs> Wiz Khalifa, um, Black and Yellow, Pittsburgh yep. Steelers on their run. But, uh, just, but real quick, like before we go, I it's do want to bring, bring that correlation back. You know, do you think that Griselda is the biggest thing in terms of participatory hip-hop, you know, support for a city, maybe outside of Drake and Toronto? since we've right. seen what like Ludacris we didn't and talk what about Drake Drake has his own logo branded on a Toronto Raptors yeah. jersey yes. that has never mm-hmm. happened only yeah. Michael Jordan and um, you would mm-hmm. say like certain billion dollar corporations are on yeah. um, their jerseys but do you think that this Buffalo love you see Griselda get for the Bills is similar mm-hmm. to what Ludacris and what you saw uh, other artists in Atlanta have with Vic and the Falcons in the early 2006 era. 
kind of feeling that, similar that, vibe. I, I got to add this in, and then I'll answer that. Uncle Luke down in Miami, his list. Mm. Of, well, his that's impact, a whole different his, thing. That's he, did whole that, he did that college. He did a college. But team. then you have MC Hammer. Yeah, but Dion, yeah, I mean, to to quit. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. It, it's inevitable. I can go on and on and on and on and on and on of mm. how much our culture is right there, hand in hand with these billion dollar corporations. But um, but, but I would say Griselda is the. Yeah. I would say the Griselda is the best of the underground. And on top, I, I feel Drake is kind of like the LeBron James, just taking another victory lap. You know, um, but mm. you can't count out um, quality control down in Atlanta. Uh, well, with Lil Baby and everything they're doing with the Migos, they compile yeah. the market from market share from about, I would say, 20. So 20 on Billboard down is everything theirs. So but yeah, Drake might have the top and you have some other people but, at the top, but everybody down low is coming out of Atlanta. But so I, they'll take, they'll but, take the bottom. And but I'm basically just, you know, in comparative, a comparative narrative, do you see like what I'm saying, how Griselda has the shirts they have mm-hmm. the Josh Allen merch. They have right. the Benny merch with him with the Buffalo Bills logo and stuff. The Bills but, Mafia and, monster. So All of do that. you see that yes. kind of like what you saw with young Jeezy, Jeezy now, excuse me, it, it and Ludacris me, and Killer Mike and it, Big Boy. It reminds me more so like with uh, Vic Master and the Falcons. It, so it you see it more Master like P. New Orleans and Master yeah. P? Yeah. Okay. It's just that with Ricky Williams, it didn't work out. If Ricky mm-hmm. Williams was drafted by the Colts instead of the Saints, everything would have worked out perfectly. He would have been a superstar like Andrew James. Mm-hmm. Then thus Master P's sports company would have been available. Well, I guess, but, um, well, I guess I'm just saying I, not I look from at it like the, that or like a from, rock nation kind of thing. Well, I'm just saying it not from the company perspective, but from the atmosphere itself with what you have in the city of Buffalo, the excitement, the the movement behind Josh Allen and yeah, that Bill's team. It, it is. Reminds it is like a me. To quit Atlanta of um, the ball, ball in with the New York Giants, that kind of time period. Like, yeah, a little, a little bit, bit like little that. Bit. But, like, I think I just feel the only time I've ever seen in my lifetime that degree in the NFL of overlap of the music culture really even hyping the football team up even more was like when you hear Ludacris talking about, you know, having sex on the 50 yard line in the Georgia Dome and, mm. you know, is <laughs> back for the first time album and Young Jeezy on the, you know, um, G-A-G-A freestyle talking about, you know, Michael Vick and everything and that. Like, you had so many artists, big boy, big time for the Falcons coming out with Outkast talking about it with the Purple Ribbon All-Stars with Young Killer Mike and Sleepy Brown and members of the Dungeon family. That was kind of a collective brain movement of culture shifting with, you know, sports culture and the culture of that wave of music, that wave of hip hop really coming together. And I think we're seeing that now in in Buffalo and maybe it can go longer because, you know, I don't think Josh Allen will run into the same problems as Michael Vick did. Well, I have a question for you or or kind of the group, like what other culture would you see that occurring with that cross pollinization (laughs) with sport or with, uh, I would say athletics, mixing with music, art, media, entertainment. Like, it didn't happen until it was with hip-hop. Why wasn't it there, like, that huge cross-pollinization with rock, rock and roll, maybe even metal music or whatever? Like, it just was something about hip-hop and something about the athletes connected. And now it's a trillion-dollar industry. 
So like, what, well, are, what are your thoughts on that? I think that I think that pass on with something, uh, especially with Atlanta. Um, but I would also point maybe to uh, to Houston. Yeah, um, that's big you know? time fourth coast. Yeah. I don't know what um, like house. I don't know how thick the wall is between Houston's athletics and their rap scene. I know that their rap scene is robust mm-hmm. and you know as deep as Atlanta's. Uh, Atlanta, there's like the cross contamination between sports and and the rap artists. It, it happens all the time. You know, like <laughs> big boy, big boy, and like Julio, they're like best friends. Exactly. Um, whereas you know, in 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 Houston, I know that the uh, you know the hip hop scene in Houston is is flying. Whereas I have no idea mm. how they interact with like the sports figures there. Mm. Uh, That's a good perspective. But West Side Gun was at the Houston Rockets game on the sideline. That's kind of what we're talking about with their, well, their I, certain I guess people I was, I, into I guess that. I was thinking more. I guess I was thinking more about their, their football players, but, right? You know, like J.J. Yeah. Watt left. Um, uh, Deshaun. Well, Bun Beasley. Does anybody want to talk to Deshaun? There are or no. really big Houston Texans fans, Trey the Truth, Bun B, you know, Pimp C R I P. But there there that are interesting people because that if, are into that. But it's not as big as with those rappers. It, and maybe you can make it a better situation for the athletes to make it a desired yeah. location. I mean, you know? I mean, there that's are on like, the franchise. That's on the not, franchise. Not but, the no, I feel like not uh, you know, it, I feel athletes. like on on the podcast, if we if we can make like a uh, a uh, you know, just like a, a chart, right? Is that Houston rap cool would be like way up here, whereas Houston sports like interest would be way down here. Well, yeah, um, but it's also about the time and the movement because if you go with what the Rockets had, you had Travis Scott out there, you had Scarface, you had Jay Prince, you had everyone that was anyone there was there. But once you have one cultural shift, you're going to see the other culture shift as well. And but that's, that's a thing. big that's a big thing. Not everyone is a logo recognizable brand like the Yankees or the Braves Drake. where it's going yeah. to be around forever. Ever, and yeah, one Malcolm, symbol Malcolm's completely right, relates like, with the other. Because if you see you, the Atlanta hat, you don't just think of Braves. You also think of the boy, Atlanta rap scene. Exactly. Know, but, like, you know, for, for like Jay-Z for and the New York Yankees. Town, like Malcolm's right. Like the guy that I could, you know, put a peg in and be like, oh, yeah, that's the dude. It's dirt. OK, well, so he's a white guy from Germany. Well, that's he, Dallas. All, he's always a different scene. Right? It's a different like, scene. Dallas is a yeah. bit different, but uh, like no, he doesn't it, have to be a Nazi himself. But like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, but I think the best. I want to talk. I want to get Tiny's perspective on this question. Uh, the correlation of Wale's connection with Kevin Durant, the DC, in DC love, and that connection that brought him to Rock Nation. That that's something that we've never seen before. But it and never led I, I wonder, anything with DC. Well, that's why I was asking the question. <laughs> that's the question. Like, what are your thoughts? on like that's another city that had a failed mishap where you have all these connections thriving musical community thriving athletic 
community, but somehow there's a franchise that is making it undesirable. So I wonder what's your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah I know. And yeah, real quick. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just real quick. To, that, know, that, that's spe- that specific situation. Yes. I've always thought that compared to other cities that you all have mentioned with that tie mm-hmm. between a hip hop region and the sports kind of following is very real. And I've always thought that DC was kind of behind um, a lot of the other major cities with that. You're right. Uh, I, when Durant was famously, you know, a free agent, mm-hmm. I had a pipe, I had a pipe dream that he might come to DC to be like that guy that came to his city, but he didn't. And I don't blame him. And he won a ring that he wouldn't have won here, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think he would have won it if he went there. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, on that fence, man. That guy. I will never count him out. But, he, but, him he's, but he's that's one of the Tiny makes a very good point. He would not have. But he's one of the first from DC to do that. But you also had Melo right. before that. So DC has, even though he's from Baltimore, which is a yeah. completely different region, but close enough to hometown as you get in terms of the NBA in Baltimore. Uh, yeah. You know, it is, It is, you bring up a really good point with that, Tiny. It is something that's happened in Washington. Uh, in in the past, in terms of just that that cultural shift of separation in the professional realm of uh, sports from mm-hmm. the large portions of the community and the culture that is emblematic of the city. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've won in all the sports, uh, not super recently with the uh, good old football team, but you know, we've won. Y'all want to come up? But uh, yeah, the basketball thing, man. And I love basketball so much. I want I want us to win just behind how much I want our football to win again because I love basketball and I know the city is so like but has the basket there's so many good so many good players have come out of the area and mm-hmm. you know and Georgetown back in the day and Georgetown now with Patrick Ewing it's like come on DC let's be a good basketball city so and like I want it yeah. do you think that the West unsilled bullets team was really the last team that was very representative of kind of of the feelings of the, you know, greater, you know, D.C. area, the greater area that that team regionally represents. Yeah, I mean, they they embodied the city um, as far as like all the stories I've heard from my dad and mm-hmm. other elder D.C. locals. Um, the only other team that was like that good was uh, the arenas, Karan Butler, Anton Jameson. That's what I was. That's what I and that was a very fun team. The old throwback. And, and every. <laughs> time every time what happened we got beat by young lebron in the playoffs but oh, gilbert but arenas was so unhealthy good. yeah he, he never but, got he never got 100 percent healthy you but, know like same but, with barry davis it was but like, if you if really healthy. but there are just so many i just want to you know last little pin in dc yeah. the you know there's just so many amazing players talent wise from that region that mid-atlantic region that really yeah. the dc area represents yeah. in in basketball allen i Iverson with what he did uh, coming yeah. from that area. I mean, like just like big. I said, Carmelo Anthony uh, and Kevin Durant, just to name three in our recent history of our life. You know, if you ha- 
add all three of those players, let alone one of those three players on the on franchise. the Wizards team, that could be a mm-hmm. franchise changing move. And it just, you know, if you can really get your city to embrace the culture around it, or rather get your team to embrace the culture around it in the city or the region, you can make yourself look so desirable. much more desirable. Yeah. And I think that that really is a correlation, especially in today's time. You know, uh, Kawhi Leonard wasn't in Toronto necessarily because of Drake, but Drake didn't hurt. You know, there's mm-hmm. yeah. there's there's a lot of things to be said about, uh, you know, the different boons that you can get from going to what? the city. You know, if you go to Miami, unfortunately, you get DJ Khaled yelling at you, but you still get Rick Ross. You get Rick Ross. You go to the Bay Area, you get E-40, definitely. You know, but... Um, uh, You go to the Nets. Look at the Nets. The Nets, you get Jay-Z. really pulling the string? Exactly. Who do you think is really pulling the strings? So, you know, it's really um, the fans matter, the culture matters, the embracing of the city's culture matters for a lot of these teams. And in a lot of cities that are major metro areas for these professional teams in the NBA and the NFL in particular, you have a lot of culture coming from hip hop that is representative in a lot of different players feelings on certain things because hip hop has so many different applications to everyday life, truly, if you really break it down to it. But we're going to talk more about different albums as they come out, different movements as they come out uh, here on the show and try to kind of keep you guys in the loop about hip hop as much as we do as sports bridge the gap, like Malcolm said, uh, because this is the sports show where hip hop and sports meet. But we will be be we will be back and better than ever next week. Uh, We'll be discussing March Madness as we march closer and closer to the Final Four. Uh, There's going to be some fun games this week, uh, weekend rather I should say, so be sure to watch all that. It's going to be a good time just to relax, have a drink or smoke, whatever you do, and just watch some amazing basketball. For the sports of the show, I'm DJ Pat Nasty and I'm here with... And... Dr. Jim. It is all Always. Malcolm Marzette. Malcolm, Malcolm. in Vegas. <laughs> Hope I'm you win it big out it. there, brother. If Michigan you... over Florida State, Baylor over Villanova, Syracuse over whoever, and Loyola over Oregon, unfortunately. But, uh, uh, or excuse me, Loyola over whoever they're playing and then Oregon over USC. Well, you heard That's it here good. first, folks. Mm-hmm. Those are your bets. Go join Malcolm in Vegas. Dollar bets, man. Dollar. Join yeah, Malcolm dollars. in Vegas and bet with him. But uh, as always, We will see you guys next time on The Sports The Show. Ah, ah. The butcher coming, nigga. nigga. Hey, yo, Harry, you crazy for this shit. The music got the Harry Fry. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off of drug talk. Told you. They don't make niggas like the butcher no more, man. Uh, The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off of drug talk. They think I be glorifying the street shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Views talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. I've been going for how far we came, nigga. Ah, the yeah. The interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. Y'all niggas wanna know about it though. Yeah. Uh, I only do it for the gangsters. 
Niggas telling me I saved it. Quarter million for a tour overseas. I'ma have to learn another language. You the richest on the team, but you still work the hardest, make changes. I fucked around and got famous right when the dope game got dangerous. And my interviews talking plug talk. On my last album, I explained it. When a fork telling you to work, I can clean a sink out and then drain it. Uh, real niggas underrated. That's why we never celebrated. True story, got a quarter from my plug on the day I got raided. Held it down, I ain't losing. Think he told but can't prove it. You hear sounds of the pot scraping. Me, I only hear music. Cosign, I don't need one. I wasn't shooting, now I feed one. Hundred bands in the fridge next to a stick of butter and Capri Suns. My little bitch ass the fattest. Body like she work at magic. And since I'm rich, I deserve her. If she fuck a broke nigga, that's tragic. Uh, I flew her in from Houston. She listened to Scarface and Travis. Got the coat with the F's on the jacket. Got the kicks from Bill Harbor to match it. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah. Uh, the interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah, 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 Got my name off a drug talk. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Ten toes solid, nigga. That's what I'm saying. Down, get you. Yeah. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah, yeah. Tony, yeah. Bilingual and a multifaceted. Chris Kringle when I'm in my baggage. 100 feet above average. By 21, I was a savage. By 22, I had a foreign. By 23, I had crashed it. On 24s like Mashburn. 25 lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. Club talk like a Tesla. Bow hard, Uncle Fester. Did this with no effort. Put you in the hospital and put logos on a stretcher. Glide on them like Drexler. Slide on them like home plate. Man, you need to know the Colgate. Getting cheese like Colgate. I can make the fuck rotate. I only care about me. I tell you, have a birthday on the wrong day. Turkey bags was my best friend. Bodyguard was an FN. I need a good rush to put a jet in. Yeah. And a foreign, that's my element. Got a scale to wear an elephant. Hellbound, but I'm heaven sent. And the bank bill belly me. Mean I'm laughing with the bag. Hit my plug on FaceTime. Make an order with my hands. Yeah. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah. Uh. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel good when I pull my whips out because it just reminds me of the hustle. Wow. Yeah, no more of that. I'm happy to be here. Aye, Bullshit. Aye, aye, aye. You understand me? Get over that wah, shit. Wah. It's Manteca. You ain't going nowhere, man. You know man. what the fuck it is. Pura grasa, papi. Deal with it, man. The fuck? Que me van a decir a mí, huh? Wah. 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 Look. Who can fuck with me? The cats getting money and fly hoes don't mind me asking. Slide like Johnny Cash mixed with Johnny Mathis. Don't not a fascist. Me, I'm more like a modern classic. Cock the plastic, have your bitch ass leaking potassium. Woo! You bananas, be careful how you choose your grammar. I flew to Tampa, hit the hammock, I'm immune to banter. I drew the eye when I pulled a lamb up. Sacrificial bands, did a money dance in Santa Ana, me and Sandra. My jacket used to have antlers, she made me stammer. In the whip, I got my lanta on a mascara. Light a blunt and turn a beat up, I smoke motherfuckers. Smoke motherfuckers. Y'all just some broke motherfuckers, flexing for broke motherfuckers. In the lab with Primo on his born day toast, motherfuckers. You looking at one of the goats, motherfucker? My shit's so butter, manteca on the abdomen. Post nut clarity, the reason you might live to laugh again. I contemplate spazzing and I go break off my dad again. Cause ain't nobody gonna feed my family if I'm in shackles, fam. Nah. Mackerel out the can, nah, that's not what's happening. Nah, that's not what's happening. Nah. Wah. You're not gonna take me off my square. I'm just here to motivate, man. Fuck that. I'm just here to motivate, but you don't fuck with crime. My blessings come. Come. I'm good. 
I remember, you know, what year where I was at, you know, the work I was putting in. More importantly, I know it's this motivation. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Me being the youngster, this was motivation. Take notes. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you should take it's motivation. Same way I see your work and inspire me. Wow.
And just the crown, remind myself that I'm king. So kiss the ring and pay homage, take you under my wing. I walk a water, call that showboat, and I cipher with guards. You couldn't decipher a bar, throw your life in a bar. Your ciphers with frauds. My head just put a clip in his gun. Caught a body, gave him my shoe so he could live on the run. Now I'm holding up the barrel like Donkey Kong. I drop quotes. Now I'm rock Christian Dior, but nigga, I pop smoke. I'm getting money with no headaches, nigga. And your bitch playing head games, nigga. And a head game, nigga. This the Lydia. Dick, you'll ever sit on, bitch. And I study bastardism, so I pimp a bitch. Still get a Lucy from the dollar store. If it ain't about a dollar, why you holler for? Left the work on Sagamore. And now I'm book dates. Just send the challenges. I'm so ahead of my time, there's no calendars. It's time to get Amy out the wine house. Rest in peace, nigga, while you get your peace. Mine's out. 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 Hey, y'all. I don't even know these niggas, so who the fuck is you? My energy make niggas uncomfortable. I play the game and stuck it through. Bubble brew. Catch me up in the ring with the stick like I'm Jim Duggan True. Dr. Huxtable, this nigga brain fell out, yo. He died even before I let the shell out. Get locked up and instantly bailed out. It's real clout. Them niggas pray on my death, it's barely something I care about. I wear about it. posted on documents from federal databases. Ratchet case, son, we take shit back to base. Black face with a big kilo bag of this gray shit. The energy I'm advocating, I'm back to crazy bitches. Bridge for Connecticut, slim source, popping infinite corks, and great gym shorts, yo. Some of my niggas guards, other store pitchforks. Federal and diapers, Rico cases, and big cords. Pick the Valentine's every day for the rough sex. I reject apologies for the bitch who tried Niggas and bitches is wicked in their hearts and mad. Grind me after time, I'm broke teeth, and I'll be grinning, nigga, the last time. Motherfuckers must be out they mind, be out mind. mind. My punk feeling like they've been infected with poison ivy. Yeah. Dominicano junto oh. a los colombianos supply me. In the ghetto, I never need an idea. Try me, try me. Supernatural Mandela. Necesita. There's nothing superior to him about me. He has nothing superior to me. There's nothing about him. If anything, he's the homo sapien. I'm the homo superior. No one to match me, that means nothing. I've been champion, had 12 defended, fought all styles, every style, top men, anybody more experienced than me. Being raw like tap water, paid me for a verse, I'll make it slap harder. My dog caught a case, now I trap smarter Sharp as a black marker Rocking the crown, but the shit I drink a tad darker I get up in it and give her feelings she can't harbor We never had fathers Still learning some basic values I'm malnutrition mentally Brain food on Al 2 Trying to bring some change Feel like I'm chasing a wild goose Corny ass OGs Bringing dope around the youth Ain't no rules Street shit was never childproof Shorty sold a hundred pounds Weigh a hundred pounds too That's a number he can't even count to Sound cool, don't it? Words from below the earth's turf sound plutonic in this music industry you allow two moments your rise and your fall now let's see who want it ain't no slave shit here every master i own it built an empire but i ain't going out like the romans you gonna tone for every action that's a fact that you know it went from eviction notices to being noticed as a poet in my own right yeah fucking king of indiana i'm a legend in my own right yeah they gonna respect me can't sue me cause I own rights <laughs> Got my motherfucking business together Man, we gotta fight for our own rights But we made it this far on our own right, right In my own right I'm a legend in my own right
doing this shit for a long time. You can't sue me cause I own rights. I own the rights to my shit. <laughs> we gotta fight for our own rights. But we made it this far on our own, right? Right. It's better to have loved than lost. Than never to have loved at all. Right, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but like, it's hot in here, man. Open that window real quick. Open that window. Let me. It's supposed to look like this? I know it's not. I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me lower the. Hold on. Something happened. Now I know those words are true. Working now. Nah, I don't think it. Something happened. Oh, what we gonna do? Imagine putting all that you got inside of one pot. Plan on killing summer, just stop. The script is dumb hot. I don't know if it's me. I swear I can't believe what I see. I hit it harder knowing nothing is free. Spun my elbow and locked up my knee. My man staring at me. He went to speak as I felt more heat. Like we could lose it all. Never buy hard, so we cooked it raw. But it's not locking with the water and it's looking soft. Lower the flame, let me gather my thoughts. Just as my fingers left the fork, I heard a voice say I'm caught. My uncle walked into the kitchen, saw what I was mixing, said, move, little nigga, cause today you get taught. I swear to God, man, if my uncle ain't walk in, we would've lost all that bread, man. Pushed me to the side, looked me in my eyes, and I could tell he just went back in time, man. Put that thing together, man. Cookie floated out the water, we put it on newspaper right by the window, let that thing dry up. Standing by the bar on the spot, I peep the whole scene. I ain't even wanna come out. I'd rather roll green, stay inside the crib and relax. Work on tracks, but instead I'm by the bar 20 minutes at max. Before I notice tension building in stacks, these two cats exchange words. Now I know that one of them's strapped. He kept calm in the face of aggression without a question. Things slowed down as he start to reach for his weapon. The other homie ran towards me, trying to flee. Homie lifted up the iron focus gritting his teeth i watched as he squeezed and for a moment nothing happened no flare from the gun or the sound of metal clapping this high point got the jamming somebody noticed and snuffed him knocked him out made him drop the cannon i finished my shot walked to my car on the lot and thank the lord because it's all in god's planning right if it wasn't for like you know what i'm saying divine intervention man something could happen that night you know how I go. We good. Like tie-dye My brain waves ripple like a hurricane Lighting up an MRI Tsunamis of psychedelics with the phone You can smell it like a monk With a relic of ancient power to travel 
today's MCs pray to the Tower of Babel. My dialect needs a dictionary to scrabble. Judge, jury, executioner, holding the gavel. Weaving tapestries of lyrical mastery. Your majesty of saints with the glow of the latter day. It's a tragedy like Shakespearean stage plays. The black hamlet for victim to the streets every day over an amulet. The poetry I pimp out. The thing came from iceberg slim mouth. If the flow was female, it'd be a brick house. Every mic I touch is doused in flames. The coke raps are lame. Cause they don't even have an ounce of game. I, I shine when it rains. Sky's crying. You feel what I feel. You know the deal. How much longer could I continue to train? Go inside your mind and find a time that you miss. I shine when it rains. It's all science. You feel what I feel. You know the deal. Forget the madness and try to block the hate. Let's take a sec to think back. Think back. I hope you know Jesus was black, and if you didn't, you should probably look up the facts, although they're hidden, seek the truth, to answer all your questions as you shoot for destiny, let us see the youth grow old, till we can't no more, Lord let it be, and so it was so, the force lives in me till we move on, with the infinite, swept by the infamous storm, you don't want it when my penmanship forms, anyway, born with the ability, to make it through any day, way too many ways, hate do too many things, but love crushes that in a blink, what did you Think. When evil met the good, it wouldn't even sink. Yeah, right. More like a deer in the headlights. Quit fearing the feds like they tuck you to bed at night. Tomorrow is a new day. Perfect time to change. Wash your saws in the rain. Dry your eyes in the sunshine. I, I shine when it rains. Sky's crying. crying. You feel what I feel. You know the deal. How, how much longer could I continue to train? Go inside your mind and find a time that you miss. I shine when it rains. It's all science. You feel what I feel. You know the deal. Forget the madness and try to block the hate. Let's take a sec to think back. Think back. It's just bigger than they added to Could give them all a hand Bet they rarely show you gratitude I remember kicking cans So humility is amplitude Talk is cheap Ain't saying that you hang with juice All the PC shit is for the birds You don't have to But I thought you came here for the worst I know the beat bangs But the drums for the dumb And when I get my next meal I want it all in ones Put your hands up This a stick up Not an and one My man's do the pick up While you sent it with my damn gun Listen Added land tax If you niggas want fronts It costs more Stop playing with the damn sun Bleach your mind Combined like peroxide Argentinian vibes She sucked the dick Clockwise to all wise Quarter chicken combo My Pyrex like Popeye Was flashes free 7G Wi-Fi We celebrate death Then protest about black lives Ignorance equals genocide Who am I? Yo, niggas sign the Lucifer's 
outside Sometimes I marvel at the beautiful sky It's like a dream how I ain't locked inside Rhymes is like neutrinos, mosquitoes, 10% Look into my eyes, it's like absolute zero My life is a movie, your whole life is like Bebo Edging guard out with your ego Medieval mind fever, I'm Perico Niggas glorify Rico But forgot when Ace gave you the cheat codes Get out the game, love don't live here Like Rolls Royce, put the gold Rolls Royce You sold the license to the name, wow It's Royale, the phone posit wearer. Out that robbery, run your pocket error. The G-Shock watching, Harachi ever Flow hot as a habanero pepper. Snub inside of the lever. That Robert De Niro, casino mobster ever. Funny, they told me the agenda. I'm supposed to be attentive. Versus get fired off like episodes of The Apprentice. Bogus how they want the most with no incentive When I tell the truth they find it offensive Just bet that we don't fuck around On the block with huggies and bust me downs Serving custies, black scullies and bubble downs Gucci belt buckles, footwear with the air bubbles Tucking drugs away and kicks with different colorways Links never get tucked away, we rock fronts Police suppress you like the tongue on the Reebok pump Supply droughts and we all got phones Hot and chrome, custom rule five panels Like Sherlock Holmes, the chain jingling Had Dookie Road four finger ring East Baltimore four chicken wings It's real, yeah Out there and told you, you ain't fucking with me This time I brought my youngies with me They thugging with me Live in the hallway, we don't give a fuck We can bang it out for all day, nigga Out there and told you, you ain't fucking with me This time I brought my youngies with me They thugging with me Live in the hallway, we don't give a fuck We can bang it out for all day, Design nigga Drug sell a couple thousand dollars for the acapella Acanella thought I need the grab like a Rockefeller Not the pleasure, need the proper first Before my recordings was taken off I took a course in re-rock and work I violated a lot of niggas, you not the first Yeah, you see it's Santaria when I drop a verse Pray the patron saints light a candle Fuck squaring up, I took my chances Getting paid as a vandal The shit in the baggie, you sniff it, leave your brain scramble Same scandal, moved here till we land crews Need Malibu Properties, nine to five spot was not for me. It was dirty, guap off the robbery. My eyes ain't to the sky, the god is me. You come across with a novice, fuck the Grammys. I pull a nine on the nominee. Honor me, the author who came up from poverty, elevated to a god with artistry. Yeah. I've been told you, you ain't fucking with me. This time I brought my youngies with me. They thugging with me. Live in the hallway, we don't give a fuck. We can bang it out, bro. Told you you ain't fucking with me. This time I brought my youngies with me. They fucking with me. Live in the hallway. We don't give a fuck. We can bang it out, bro. Put a rusty 38 to your vertebrate Send a little dot to come and rock you while she serve your plate Raise the murder rate, refer you to the pearly gates Cold steel in your grill, tell me how this burner tastes Don't get me wrong, I'm a funny bastard I open time 
brothers money, trying to get this money faster. I'm after with the cash, could bring me brothers. Me and my demon lovers blasting, laughing, squeeze your temple till you're breathing plummets. I keep it hundred milli, click willy, get silly. I'm bagging up with my cousin, robbing the big willies. Quick to put a stick in your chick, bliss fully. Yeah. Send me a fully, you offend me, I pulley. Yeah. Then pulley and screwdriver, 90s car jackers. Blinking your shit, gone quicker than Lamar Jackson. My squad active, it's rare that they want action. Catch you while you sleeping, Benny Blocker with a ratchet. Yeah. I been told you, you ain't fucking with me. This time I brought my youngies with me. They fucking with me. Live in the hallway, we don't give a fuck. We can bang it out, bro, day, nigga. I been told you, you ain't fucking with me. This time I brought my youngies with me. They fucking with me. Live in the hallway, we don't give a fuck. We can bang it out, bro, day, nigga. We just had a problem. We had to have it taken care of. Right there and then. And that's what wow. happened. This that fitting all go raise a rap recital. Uh -huh. This dawn in my right palm, hold a life for my rival. Yeah. Check your favorite rapper neck under my night shoe. Been new to toppers only, but it come with nice views. Uh -huh. See these leeches try to bite the haiku, but it's like the cool. They all fool, get mouth cancer trying to chew my food. Twist your wig like a Rubik's Cube. Smooth player moves is the shit I exude. All my bitches lewd and rude, she sit nude. Show her how to clean and use the rug and fix quarterbacks with the measuring spoon. All true. No fables, free my nigga locked up Right now, trying to get me to send him some K2 The fallen rock bottom, got no cushion like state boots They sign the shit to make me be no slave to no label Selling my soul and giving him eight and I make two That's dead like a hollow from a tray pound Straight to your facial Just know I'm going all out for my rap If it's motherfucking necessary Been killing shit, the game dead and buried Got one in the head already, up and ready My nigga told me stay dead Know I'm going all out for my rap If it's motherfucking necessary Been killing shit, the game dead and buried Got one in the head already, up and ready My nigga told me stay deadly The fly obnoxious, get rocked in your eye socket Need checks like multiple choice question boxes Flip the hold the guap hostage Everything I drop is bicarbonate and coke in the pot mix Toxic, they buy all of it Now my spot lit, you motherfuckers is not it You're flavorless, I blaze whoever's on your favorite list I made for this, I'm Neo Making his way through the matrix. This ain't no game for tricks. The L7s, I've been through hell and got some jewels. Some wise crooks in a jail sentence. For blind eyes, this a braille lesson. For deaf niggas, this is verbal sign language. Feel me in your presence. They sneak dissing, but I'm never addressing the peasant. It burn your soul to see my life pleasant. I'm high as fucking ocean prime. You eating ramen noodles. And every time I rhyme, it fuck your mind like some kind of shaman voodoo. Now watch me go from overlooked to OD overbooked. And if you ever front it, hope you know the joke. Nigga. Just know I'm going all out for my rap If it's motherfucking necessary Been killing shit, the game dead and buried Got one in the head already, up and ready My nigga told me stay dead Yo, 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 yo 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 yo
I got a band for every bump on your face I got a gun for every breath that you take It's your fault, you made the mistake of Fucking with me, sliding through with them sticks Wipe the dust off my teeth It's crazy cause I still feel stuck in the streets uh, You ever seen a fiend shoot up? Tie a belt round my arm just so they can boot up I got that good shit, if you don't knock off You get a refund I let my bitch ride with me Cause she don't get to see much I let her count up the money before I go and re-up She G'd up, she like to drive the whip I'm clapping heaters, uh Yo, I used to do magic in my Adidas Sears Me then the rest of these niggas, I don't have step I get big money to lay in the bag left I use bitches to catch all my drugs Send me your address I used to sleep on pissy mattress I guess I come with extra baggage, uh Duffel bags with big guns, I keep an automatic I keep an automatic Duffel bags with big guns, I keep an automatic no, they don't want the static Duffel bags were big uh, I ran the block religiously That's why I don't show you no sympathy uh, G-Mac and in the Benz Jeep Just trying to make the ends meet 50 P's are better every trip Please don't offend me Hardest out the century Taking naps in the Bentley Let her hold my dick Sucking gently On Genesee, I'm comfortable I used to beat up the block You remember me? I know you remember me Used to be up, now all you got is memories You broke the penalty, told on your man Fucked up, my nigga, damn My nigga, damn How you gonna tell on your man like that, man? Y'all niggas was eating Y'all niggas was eating together too at that, man Word You fucked up, man You told on your own niggas I can't show you no love I can't show you no love it's really fuck you, nigga. If I can trust you, nigga, I might as well just buck you, nigga. Fucking cut you, nigga.